0: Welcome to this podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. Today I want to think about a very interesting piece of teaching in the Bible from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 15, verses 1 to 13. And the theme of this part of his letter is the need to welcome others by putting their needs before our own. It can be a difficult thing to do, can't it? We know what we like. We know how we like things to be done in church and we all like to have things our own way. But in this chapter of Romans, Paul tells us that putting the needs of others before our own needs is a beautiful way to welcome them into the church. And it's a beautiful way to live out the Christian faith. In verse 1, Paul says, We the strong ought to support the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Now this is a really important sentence for us at the moment, isn't it? We the strong ought to support the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. As I do this podcast, we're still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and the new Omicron variant is sweeping its way through the world and in so many ways we are being asked by our governments to behave in ways that put other people before ourselves. We must wear masks in public places. We must work from home whenever we can. We must keep a distance from others. We must keep windows and doors open, even if the weather is cold, and so on. And in other areas of public life beyond coronavirus, we are being asked to make changes to our daily habits in order to put the needs of other people first. Changes in how we live so that we don't pollute the planet. Changes in how we build our communities so that we can welcome migrants. Many other examples as well. Paul says, We, the strong, ought to support the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. This principle is at the heart of how we live as Christians in these days of change and uncertainty. And Paul builds on this when he says in verse 2, Let each of us please his neighbour with a view to what is good for upbuilding. The concern for us all should be for the building up of the community over and above the desire to please ourselves. And our motivation must always be the example of Christ to us, as Paul goes on in verse 3 to make explicit, for Christ too did not please himself. Just as Christ undertook a ministry of submission and humility for us, so we are to undertake that ministry for one another. And Paul concludes this section with two verses that are phrased very interestingly. May the God of patience and of comfort give you the ability to live in harmony among yourselves in accordance with Christ Jesus, in order that with one mind and with one voice you might glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I think that's a beautiful verse for one key reason. The context of the church in Rome to which Paul was writing was extremely multicultural. So Paul is addressing a situation of diversity The Christians in Rome, and probably your church too, hold a vast array of opinions about ethics and styles of worship and doctrines and so on. The context is one of huge diversity. And Paul does not suggest that unity is about everyone believing the same things about everything. Instead, he's suggesting that unity comes through worship. This Roman church, so diverse in its beliefs and practices, live in harmony among themselves as they glorify God in worship with one mind and one voice. And so it is true of us too, we thrive together in harmony as Christian brothers and sisters, as we glorify God in worship with one mind and one voice. One body, united in worship, is a welcoming church that mirrors the heart of God, as Paul stresses in verse 7, therefore welcome one another, as Christ also welcomed you. Mutual acceptance and a welcome from all to all is the heart of the Christian gospel. If a church is not welcoming, it's not a church at all. If we are to follow Christ and allow the church to be the body of Christ, we simply must lay aside our own desires and our own ambitions and our own preferences in pursuit of welcoming others into the fellowship. It is a tough calling to be sure, but it is our calling all the same. Welcome one another as Christ also welcomed you. In one sense, the Christian faith is so incredibly simple. It's all about the welcome. The whole of the Old Testament story is about the welcome of God for the people of Israel. The whole ministry of Jesus was about the welcome of God to sinners and outcasts. The whole ministry of the church is about welcome, welcome, welcome. As we welcome others, we model God to the world. It's as simple as that. Those who have had the privilege of knowing God's salvation for many years are to welcome in those who are new to the faith. Those who are well-versed in churchy things are to put their religiosity to one side so that the outcasts can find God for themselves. Those who are powerful in the church are to lay aside their own ambitions in order to welcome in those who are weak. Here is the point of the letter to the Romans. Here is the point of the Christian faith. Welcome them in. And as we do so, we shall come to experience God in a new and precious way that will transform who we are and what we are. It's all about the welcome. And my prayer is that week by week we become more welcoming in our churches where we can celebrate diversity and accept one another as brothers and sisters to the glory of God the Father. So I hope that you found this a useful podcast. My prayer for you this week is that you will have a profound experience of God's welcome for you and that you will know that you are loved by God, accepted by God. And then in response to that, you'll be able to welcome others into your family of faith and celebrate your differences together as part of the diverse heritage of faith that we share. So thanks for being with me today. And I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye.